Hello everyone, my name is Catherine Potter and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. For those of you who are new to the podcast, each week we explore topics that support the idea that everything and everyone is interconnected and in relationship. Today's podcast is the second part of a two-part series on astrology. In this segment, we are looking at planetary cycles, and in particular, the cycles for 2020. So for those of you who are not familiar with astrology, planetary cycles are simply indicating where the planets are in their orbit around the sun. And what astrologers do is they're looking at the impact of life on Earth when two or more celestial bodies align, thereby creating certain types of energy patterns and results. So here are a few points to consider when looking at the ripple effect of planetary cycles. Number one, depending on a person's mindset, the effects of these cycles may be perceived as events beyond a person's control that have a positive or negative impact, while other people may perceive these cycles as energy patterns that can be worked with in a creative manner. And in the world, obviously we get a combination of people who see it in two, those two different ways. So that there will be people who say it's out of my control, it just happens, and others who say, okay, this is what it is, how do we deal with it? So to give you an example of a what we would call a planetary cycle, seasons, um, season and seasonal changes relate to planetary cycles. They indicate where the sun is relative to a particular location on Earth and how many daytime or nighttime hours are available to us, the temperature and so on. So the cycle is predictable and beyond our control in that at a certain time each year there is a certain season and then the results of that. So where does the creative part come in? Well, it's how we navigate each season. For example, we may have a favorite season, but what do we do during the ones that aren't our favorite? Do we complain and grit our teeth until it is over? Do we live in the past or the future, dreaming of a season that's gone by or one coming up? Or do we accept that this is the place we are now and think of ways we can work with that particular season or cycle in the most creative way possible. So the next thing we want to remember is that all those cycles repeat, they are not the same. And this is really important because often in social media, you know, there's information about there, oh, we've got a cycle repeating. It is repeating, but it's not going to be the exact same. And let me give you uh, an example that's not astrology related. Have you ever had a really satisfying meal, a get-together, whether it be a work situation or any type of situation, and try to duplicate it? It won't work. Why? For a variety of reasons. The timing is different. People are in a different emotional and mental space. And it, it's just a different season. It's a different time. So the experience can be better, worse, or similar, but it can't be the same. 
bringing this back to astrological cycles and using the upcoming December 2020 Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that many people are talking about, a lot of information on social media about it. I'd like to point out that although this is a reoccurring cycle, the last time that, that it uh, that conjunction happened was in the year 2000, it won't and it can't be experienced in the same way as it did in 2000. Why? Because the slower-moving planets, which are Jupiter, um, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, were in a different place and position to each other. And one of the things we need to realize that the planets in certain positions to each other create a different type of effect. So, for example, the sun relative to the earth in one season has a different effect than that relationship, that position in another season. So in 2000, Jupiter and Saturn were in Taurus. Uranus and Neptune were in Aquarius, and Pluto was in Sagittarius. In 2020, in the December 2020 alignment, um, Jupiter and Saturn will be in a different sign, and so will all the other planets be in a different sign, the ones that I mentioned. So using the example of that party, the same people are coming to the party, i.e. the same planets will be there, but their mood has changed, the relationship, position to each other is different, and again, it can be a similar party, a better party, a worse party, but not the same party. So the next thing we want to consider when looking at planetary cycles is that it is important to look at things in an interconnected way, meaning each cycle builds off the previous cycles, just as people build off previous generations or previous experiences when they were younger. So, for example, the current Me Too movement built off the feminist movement from the 60s, 70s, and 80s, which in turn built off the feminist movement from the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And yes, there was movement back then. So, bringing this back to the upcoming Jupiter conjunct Saturn in December 2020, the experience of it will be different than the one in 2000 for two reasons. Number one, we've grown. The global perspective is in such a different place than it was in 2000. So how could we possibly repeat something in the same way? And number two, as I previously mentioned, the outer, slowing moving planets are in a different location, creating a different type of energy pattern. So the last thing I want to mention, um, connected to transits or planetary cycles, uh, some transits are definitely more challenging to deal with. But what we need to do is stop putting them in this box of good and bad. So when we think of planets as good and bad, you know, we're not opening up the opportunity for us to work with them in a more creative way. And are some, challenge, are some transits more challenging to deal with? Absolutely. But we all know of, this, of situations where a challenging event created positive growth and an easy, or what's considered sometimes easy, situation created 
you know, negative, a negative result. So what we want to do with all the cycles is to work with them in that most creative manner possible, right? It comes to that point of where we say, okay, here's where we are now. So, you know, how productive can we be in this type of situation? How creative in our thinking can we be in this type of situation? Okay, so in astrology, transiting planets correlate to types of events and people. So for the past few years, and we always need to look when we're looking at a, any given year, we need to look at what was going on for a couple of years before. So for the past couple of years, the collective conversation has often focused on a lack, whether it be a lack of integrity, a lack of abundance, a lack of resources, so therefore we can't share, a lack of good leadership in politics, corporations, media, and all types of organizations. And so realistically, sometimes that is true. And what we need to look at is if we're experiencing a lack of something, we then need to think about how can we work with energy in a more conservative way until we can build up more abundance, right? And so I just want to talk about three planets for a moment. And the reason why is in astrology, we always are looking at, is there an emphasis of a certain type of energy? And we have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto. Um, as of December, let me just clarify, as of December 2019, Jupiter has moved into Capricorn. Saturn has been in Capricorn. Um, and Pluto is in Capricorn. So we're getting an emphasis of a certain type of energy. And we're also getting three bodies, celestial bodies, in one particular area. So, first off, Jupiter correlates in part to the principle of expansion. And as I said, in December 2019, it moved into Capricorn, and it will stay there for a year until December 2020. Saturn, which has been transiting through Capricorn for a couple of years, it moved in in December 2017, and will stay in Capricorn until also December 2020, where it'll move into Aquarius. And it does move into Aquarius briefly in, in uh, 2020, but goes back into Capricorn. And so Saturn, in part, relates to structures and boundaries that we put in place. And these boundaries are either motivated by something real and tangible or by feelings of fear and lack. And so Saturn has been in there like a great reality tester. You know, a lot of people use fear and fear of lack as a way to stay in positions of power and um, so, so, you know, they motivate by fear. So we're having to look at what is real and what is actually true lack. And then Pluto, very slow moving Pluto, and um, has been in Capricorn since 2008. And Pluto is the planet that connects to transformation and, and disassembling. So it dissembles and destroys structures and has us look at um, where something really is, right, to get to the truth. 
So as I mentioned, in astrology we look for repetitive themes and patterns that focus attention in a particular area. And, um, and that, of course, will affect us both globally and personally. So we've all been noticing feelings of limitations, lack, feelings of things being out of our control, right? And again, we need to look at, so are these feelings real in that there really is something tangible we need to deal with? Or are those feelings being promoted by people in positions um, that by keeping everybody fear-based and in what I call a separatist mentality, meaning, you know, it together we can really create anything. If we unify, we've got some amazing minds. We can bring minds from different areas together. And what can't we create? But if people's agenda is to keep us thinking in separate ways and that we're alone, right, then we begin to feel and feed uh, on feelings of lack that were not unified. And so obviously there has been a lot of that going on, again, in all sorts of positions of leadership. So let me just talk for a moment about Capricorn. Each one of the signs are an archetypal energy. And for some people, that is something they're dealing with throughout their lifetime. You know, so it's like they're learning to master something or potentially go as far as they can with it in a lifetime. When there is a global concentration in that type of energy, it ripples out and affects us all. So it may not be our thing that we're studying about and trying to learn to master personally, but we all deal with each one of the signs, um, you know, in some way. So Capricorn is an archetypal energy that in part relates to responsibility, adulthood, integrity, self-discipline, and a positive or negative use of power that comes with positions of authority and leadership. So people often don't know that about Capricorn. They think about Capricorn as, oh, you know, they're, you know, they're very rule-oriented or focused-oriented or, you know, they, they can seem sometimes a bit cold or hard or all those, right? And there's many, many different reasons why. But an overview. And um, the other thing that I want to say about that type of energy is it wants a game plan. It wants to work in a step-by-step -step manner. And one of the things that can be really beautiful about this sort of energy is it appreciates that we don't always have to throw the baby away with the bathwater. Meaning, how can we use what we have and maybe reuse it or recycle it or reimagine it? How can we take what's there and rather than blowing up the structure, let's reinvent the structure, keeping what is healthy and vibrant, but bringing in new energies, new materials, new people, new resources, right, to work with it in a more um, constructive way. And that's what we're really being asked to do globally, right, is to look at um, our, the structures of all types of organizations and, and how we lead, right? So whether it be the laws that are related to um, how we, we um, bring, uh, vote in our leaders or whether we're looking at how do we 
change structures that were predominantly male focused and even in business and look at like well what's going to happen if over the next many years we create a better gender balance in any you know whether it be politics or business or because that just makes sense it maybe did not make sense when these organizations or these types of laws were implemented but it makes sense now right and so we keep some of that but re reimagine it okay so now i want to go back to so we've got this type of archetype that we're all growing up with or growing into so jupiter has now come to that position that part of the energy where saturn has sat for the last couple of years where pluto has sat since 2008 and again jupiter um really is about expansion and and uh, hope right and how we can grow and typically jupiter doesn't move in a slow pace but with jupiter coming to this particular uh bringing the energy right there is the potential for slow positive forward thinking growth and so even though slow isn't a word that we usually associate with jupiter in this case it is slower why because it takes time to change the foundations and structures of our society right it takes time to change man-made laws so jupiter really when we're talking about laws we're talking about natural laws and natural laws have a beautiful common sense to them and often man-made laws are are based on um uh natural laws but they can get perverted they can get perverted in the hands of people who um well you know will get in positions of authority and then use it for all the wrong reasons but there's a beauty to natural law and so jupiter's here and it's saying oh, okay let's let's up our game a little bit right the potential is there and doesn't mean it'll happen but the potential is there to say let's grow now but we have to grow and we have to change our structures because they were based on an old way of thinking they were based on a previous generation they were based on several previous generations where we perceived the world in a certain way but we're perceiving the world differently now i mean because you know not having gender equality doesn't even make sense right it it but it did make sense at one point but it doesn't any longer so jupiter is saying let's begin to really look at what we have and look at how we can grow okay so before i get to um you the cycles personal cycles i want to take another moment to talk about now the december 2020 Jupiter Saturn conjunction that everybody's talking about. So as I said, it's going to be different than the one in 2000 and it will occur in Aquarius. And um this year, we're not meant to just all think about what's happening in December 2020 because it really depends on what we're doing between January and December 2020, right? If you're thinking in a creative way as opposed to standing back and thinking what's going to happen? Well, we're creating it right we're either choosing people who can take us in a progressive way in a realistic manner and so what we are looking at 
January through early December is to say, have a game plan. If you're saying something, have a game plan. How are you going to get there? And tell us what's real. Don't talk about something like this could or this may not. Like what's really there, right? And how can we look at being more progressive? Okay, so um, so then we let we come to. December 2020, and we're starting a new cycle. So a conjunction means the beginning of a new cycle. So the beginning of a new cycle, we first have to look at the ending and how the other one over the last couple of years, we have to look at where are we with it now. And that's why I'm saying um, where, we're, where we're going to build for the next 20 years after that will be different. And where we ended up is different than we may have anticipated in 2000, right? The world changed. And so if we flip for a second to December 2020 and we're planting, we're getting this Jupiter conjunction, which is a seed planting time, and it's in Aquarius, we're really looking at, okay, so uh, let's spend the next 20 years or, yeah, so we'll say the next 20 years planting seeds for a certainly more global perspective, again, which has already happened in the last 20, but for more equality. And, and by that, where we don't have to, you know, 10 years down the road or 15 years down the road, be talking always about our gender or the color of our skin or our cultural perspective, because those things have just begun to be integrated into. So we don't have to fight for our individuality so much. We can bring our individuality into any situation, our perspective, be it gender perspective or racial perspective, our background, but that doesn't become the conversation. The conversation, what we're looking for over this next 20 years, is for the conversation and the creativity that can come out of it um, to be about, okay, I bring my perspective, you bring your perspective, you bring your perspective, let's work as a team and in the biz, mindfully, in a current way. All right, and so, um, and then we plant seeds and we build on those seeds for 20 years after. And I'm using 20 years as a rounded number, not an exact number. And so that's a general overview for all of us um, that 2020 we can move forward with a little bit more hope uh, in a slow way, a slow but progressive way and really begin to think how uh, by us changing our perspective and looking at a better quality of leadership and each one of us finding our own way to lead. We don't all have to be heads of corporations or um, political leaders in order to lead. Uh, we all have gifts to bring. Each one of us can make a difference just by having some um, awareness of what's being created and making sure that we're okay with it and when we're not okay with it, speaking up and then teaming up with others uh, to find a way to bring a more progressive perspective uh, to the world, to our own personal lives and to the world. And so for those of you who are looking 
for individual sessions, you know, I always encourage you to um, find a professional astrologer and uh, have them work with your unique blueprint, your gifts, your challenges, how the last couple of years, how the next few years will be affecting you, what cycles are going to um, uh, be happening in, in your own individual chart. So I hope this gave you a different way to look at planetary cycles to realize that they are very much um, within our control in the way that we can work with them creatively, even the more challenging ones. And uh, I hope you end up bringing that type of clarity to 2020 and on. And uh, for those of you who are interested, who are interested, if you want to contact me, you can email me at katherinepotter at shaw.ca or if you'd like to find out more um, about my services, go to katherinepotter.ca. Enjoy. <music>